Mount up. Don't use that. <laughs> Welcome to our Film Fathers Podcast, the definitive podcast about fatherhood, film, and fatherhood and film. This is Jelani, and with me as always are the original Fletcher Street writers, Martin and Brady. Hard things come before good things. I will always protect you because you are my son, and a son always protects his father. And this week, we focus an episode on another sexiest man alive, Idris Elba, as a ghetto cowboy in the recently released Concrete Cowboy and as critically acclaimed Commandant from Beasts of No Nation. But first, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Brady, what's wrong with your face? (laughs) So, I had a dental procedure today. I'm not saying that this is going to be like Kanye's Through the Wire, but, you know, it's going to be right up there, I think. I'm I'm, I'm fighting through uh, no feeling in half of my face. I mean, you sound good. Or as good as you ever sound. Yeah, if if, if it's possible <laughs> to sound more incoherent, um, I would be impressed. So, um, yeah, I think I'm going to be fine. It's I think by the time we're done, I'll probably be almost back to normal. And, and maybe I can eat. And we're medicating you with some uh, some good uh, old yeah, fashions. So. I am uh, very carefully drinking uh, old fashions and managing just fine. So, uh, yeah, hopefully... It you know no one notices. <laughs> Hopefully it's not a thing. I don't think they will. I think we'll if you could right. feel my, how my face felt, you'd know how Mace felt. That's what I'm saying. Um, so I, I can kick us off here on this one. Uh, Please do. <laughs> with uh, Concrete Cowboy, actually, it might su- surprise no one that I read the book. <laughs> I assumed it you was. Did. Yeah, it was a very very quick read. I actually um, thought. I honestly thought if I hadn't watched that last night. I probably would have if I had watched it earlier. I think I would have been. I might have been geared up to buy the book. Yeah, I, I looked. I, you know, I looked it up, looked at it, and I'm like, I think I can get through 200, 200 pages on my on my phone. I read it on my phone. I just got the That's digital how I copy. Read actually, is it? Mm-hmm. You don't do. I, I'm like back to like paper. Copies I love now. the paper copy yeah. book. Yeah, on the because I, I would read on the train. It's always yeah. like, oh, I, and honestly, I would be reading, and then it was like email come in, like oh, switch over to email, yeah. right back into it. I don't know. That's. Yeah, totally. So I, I got I used just, to it. I just read it, read it uh, this way, and I knew I knew I could get through it because I didn't I didn't think it would come in time if I bought it on Amazon any other way. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was a quick read. It's a young adult, you know, like teen lit book, so it was very different than the movie in terms mm. of absolutely zero swear words versus the movie, which had just a lot. I feel like it's like it made me like it so much. More. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah, it was it was a bad. I think the I, I don't want to say that it was that the book was bad, but it's just the movie was much more enjoyable because of that. It just seemed more real and how real people talk Good. instead of like this very, you know, kid, young adult, you know, teen lit that they're gonna try to try to pass it as, as something that kids could read in junior high, right? But yeah, uh, that that said, it was you know they they did change a lot of things and I think they again made it better, but but still not that great of a story i didn't i didn't feel too engaged with either one i don't know how you guys felt about it i'm with you again we've talked about this before with netflix films and they try they try and it well, just this, to be fair this isn't a netflix film this was made and netflix bought it okay so oh, i didn't know that yeah it was uh it aired tell you right i think last year that's why it's a 2020 movie and it just was released in the last week oh, um okay. yeah this was not actually a netflix film so just I, I think you're. I know where you're. You're going with your criticism, but I do. Uh, they actually don't deserve the what Disdain. you're about to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think. I think the story is 
fine. And I think the actors, both Idris and Caleb, did all right. But, you know, I wasn't wowed by it. I wasn't yeah. moved by it. I mean, it's a it's a good story. You understand, um, you know, the troubles that um, Cole is going through. And you see, like, okay, here's the only solution that his mom can think of. And, yeah, you see that play out. But at the same time, I wasn't like, it wasn't an original, you know? I mean, the way that they address the troubles and things like that is something that I hadn't heard before, yeah. but it wasn't like anything too dissimilar than what I've seen before. Yeah. I think I think the biggest thing that can be said for it is that it's it's a, a glimpse into, you know, a culture and a part of that that's real in the world that I again it's something I had no idea existed. Like uh, I'm I'm like the people in or I'm like Cole in the beginning where he's like, what, Co- you know, cowboys in Philadelphia? Like you just right. don't, you don't expect uh, expect it, but it is a real thing. And one of the things that I did like, and I didn't notice until the end, until they had the people talking where they said they're actual Fletcher Street riders was those were the people in the, uh, um, that were in the, in the movie, which is kind of like a, a trend now. Cause I just watched Nomadland again, uh, or not, I didn't watch it again, but I recently watched Nomadland and that's like a, a big movie this year as well. And they, they also all the people other than Francis McDormand are like just real life nomads that live on the road, uh, and that's that was kind of a thing. So yeah, I don't know if this is a, tr- a trend in movies to have some kind of realism. Nor did I obviously have any clue. I didn't actually yeah. didn't look up any of those actors before, uh, but I was surprised and impressed that those were Fletcher Street writers. Yeah. I mean, not that they did anything that are going to win them awards, but to. Be, I thought they did really well yeah. for not being actors at all. Um, I thought Skinny Bob Sanders was really good. Paris, uh, Paris, Paris, yeah. He he was giving me Lakeith Stanfield vibes. Yes, for sure. Right? Yes, <laughs> very much so. I I actually did look his name up because it yeah. felt like there was something there, and I was curious who it was, yeah. but I didn't like click on him to then find out more. Um, I just was like, no, I guess I don't know who that is. But seriously, I had some skinny, skinny Bob Sanders vibes from that guy. Um, and then Isha, I thought, was actually really good for yeah. just being a Fletcher Street writer. And, you know, she wasn't asked to do a ton, but I think I thought she did a really good job. Um, yeah. And I thought that was pretty impressive. So I actually liked the movie, I think, a little bit more than you guys. Yeah. I wasn't, like, blown away by any means. I don't think it's, like, amazing. But I thought the story was good. I thought it was well acted. And I thought it was you know, heartfelt. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty solid. I, it was, I enjoyed it. It was slowish throughout. There was yeah. something about it that like, wasn't fully captivating. And maybe that's what you guys were kind of f- feeling, but I think it kind of missed the climax. So uh, again, broad strokes of the book are there, but in the book there's, and it maybe it's a little cheesy, but there's like a standoff with the police and they, that's how they presented it in the trailer, which I want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, and but. they kind of like and they, and they they win that, you know, and then they're still like at the end of it, they're still fighting for to try to keep the land, try to have like squatters' rights for the land. But I think I think maybe because they actually did lose the land in real life, they didn't want to do that in the in the movie. Is what I was kind of assuming yeah. going into it, and maybe, maybe that's why. But it didn't feel like there was any kind of big ending, and not that it needed more. Um, the, the family kind of reuniting. That happened in the book as well, and that that seemed fine. But I was still expecting more of a of a resolution for for the actual ride or some type of big you know bigger scene. Uh, yeah, that didn't really quite I think materialize. That's, that's probably fair. So the screen the novel was uh, Ghetto Cowboy. Yeah, yeah. So not based off the Mo Thug song. <laughs> is that I don't even know. Is that a song? otherwise it would have been set in Tucson, Arizona. Right. Yeah. 
<laughs> you don't remember that song? Tucson, I probably, I Arizona. Might, I know Ghetto Superstar. <laughs> yeah, Powder P, Thug Queen. Come on now. <laughs> um, so I did want to say right in the beginning, the, the car ride after he gets in trouble at school and mom's about to uh, drop him, um, the eerie, quiet, and, you know, obviously she's fuming. So it took me back. Deja vu moment to uh, to a high school moment with your uh, mom. Where I, no, my oh. dad. Uh, I got, had, he come, had to come and pick me up from the police station. Some M80s were uh, were used where they shouldn't have been. And uh, this is not a long car ride, mind you. This is about six blocks, one road, all on Fourth Street in West Liberty. <laughs> I got. I think we got about a block, and he said, "Well," and ever me, I said, "Well, what?" <laughs> <laughs> just just push it back push it back on the button uh that did not go well <laughs> that was the i think the that was the most animated and like mad i think i've ever seen my dad and it obviously wasn't the end of the world especially when you look at it big picture wise but you know he had to pick me up from the police station so it was wasn't nothing yeah, you got to present it as the end of the world um, so they know but yeah know, kids know I, i've never forgotten it was a well so well what <laughs> He didn't have your your clothes in a garbage bag in the back seat. No, I didn't get dropped, you know, elsewhere. That's a long car ride for them, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about that as well. (laughs) I didn't know where they were going or coming from, but all of a sudden they said that. I was like, man, that was uh, a lot of time in the car together. But nonetheless, it took as soon as I saw it, that's where my mind went, and I thought it was uh, it was pretty funny. But so I had heard the story, and not this one per se, but there's a, a group in Compton. Uh, California yep. that has that are cowboys too. Same Is there type a movie of, or documentary on them? There's a book on them. Okay, I don't. I've seen like stories about yeah. them and things like that. So I don't know if this is just like takes place in like major metropolis cities that aren't west or the south. Yeah, like you know maybe there's a group in Chicago or a group in Detroit or. It's funny because it it did remind. So I lived in we lived in Old Town for a period of time, and there's some stables two three blocks from where we lived. And that's what it immediately reminded me of. I was like, man, yeah, there's a stable like right downtown. And that's more for like the horse and carriages that people can ride. Yep. Got um, it. But that's, I thought of that immediately. I'm like, yeah, right. And like, talk about prime real estate. And we actually, I think we talked about that even when we lived there. We're like, how the heck is a stable? I mean, literally an old town, not cheap. Yeah. Right. And not cheap real prime real estate yeah. for, you know, so it's interesting. I, I thought that the concept was neat. And to your point, if it's more widespread and it, does make sense that conceptually that yeah there would have been a time yeah push to the fringes would make a lot of sense especially when you get into developers and real estate needing to be uh utilized yeah they said the author um g g neri was uh sent uh like a the life there was a life article a life magazine article with a picture of uh, of a boy with you know with the horse and it said uh, the whole thing about philly and that's kind of what and somebody sent it to him and was like this is your next book and he was like skeptical at first but the more he dove into it the more he thought it was an interesting story and interesting culture that he wanted wanted to explore so yeah i mean i think it i think it worked out and you know i'm, I'm glad 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 i watched it but uh yeah it just didn't didn't quite have other than the uniqueness of of the of that you know the that idea and then the people that were in it that were actually real Fletcher Street riders. I didn't find it all that, all that great. So we mentioned uh, Idris and the Fletcher Street riders and Cole. So Cole, obviously we know him from Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. Yeah, and it took maybe me, it took me a, a, just a second to, to a little more grown up. I mean, yeah, totally I don't got even older. Know I don't know what they're going to do now when these kids are so much older. I know. If they do another season. 
And I think they are. They too. are, yeah. yeah. So it's like coming out. Yeah, I mean, they obviously will grow up and maybe continue acting or whatever. I thought I thought he did a pretty good job. I yeah. mean, he wasn't he didn't nail it, hit it out of the park, or whatever. But I thought, especially from being, you kind of can't not think of him as that that first season of Stranger Things that he's young and. Um, I thought he did a you know a little bit of a range of emotion and um I thought that was a good sign that you know he's he may be a, a fixture as yeah. he grows older and becomes a little bit more you know plays other roles teenagers and whatnot yeah and some of the other kids have been in um, other stuff I know uh l eleven well she's probably had the big, biggest success she's been in another Netflix movie Enola Holmes and what what is there she's something a, you're talking she's about? in Godzilla or King oh, Kong, I think the, okay. Godzilla yeah she's in Godzilla yeah okay I know she's in she's in the franchise yeah and I think one of the other guys Finn Wolf, is that his name Finn, Finn Wolfhard or something yeah. like that I think he was in the it movies um mm-hmm. so so yeah they're they're doing they're doing well for themselves right now, I mean <laughs> with the success that show's had it's not hard to believe that people would want them. Yeah. Guys, we watch we use close I use closed captioning on yeah, this. There as you well. go. That's coming around. It, it was needed. There were five hundred more noises in the closed captioning that I didn't hear at all. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> it funny. was like noise, shuffling, uh chuck, nimbling. And I was like, what I don't hear any of this stuff. Like what is with, going with on? the horses, right? A lot. A lot of it was that. And I liked that they had like three different words for the same sound the horse makes. (laughs) Yes. One of them literally was like nimbling or uh, it was a word I honestly did not know. And I feel like I have a pretty wide vocab. It was like snickering and something like that. And it's like, is that a word? I just kept being like, I I got nothing. And it's like like incoherent talking. Like their mouth's not even moving. I was like, what's happening right now? Or when like the music would come in, like when Cole first gets to uh, Philly and he's sitting on uh, Harp's couch and they're like, Somber music starts to play, and I'm like, "What? There's no music here yet." And then they were well ahead of you. It comes in in the background. I'm like, "Oh." Speaking of music, when he was going to give him a a tour, I was going to say, "What an amazing friend to have met ten years prior." That one can spot him on a huddled on a street corner when he's looking. Smush, smush, cousin. Oh, did they not say it was in the book? um, It was his cousin. I, yeah, they. I don't they think they made that. that clear in the movie. It was just I just thought I thought they it was were a childhood friend. friends. Oh, okay, I thought it was um, like he met him when he was there when yeah. he was young, and then all of a sudden I was like, "Damn!" Not only that, but he's like, it didn't take him long to be like best friends. Yeah, and I was like, "Man, what a lucky lucky guy to have you know have immediately in your corner." But yeah. when he was going to show him, I really thought we were going to get some Meek Mill, and you know, it didn't happen. No, maybe they just didn't want to pay for Meek, but. I, I mean, know. you already had meth, so you can't can't afford. To <laughs> I didn't mean it. him in it. I just meant the music. Oh, I meant like some Meek Mill music playing over, like wow. as he's showing him Philly. Is there he's a, a Philly rapper? Oh, he's a Philly guy. All right, yeah, I could have gotten some Freeway, some okay. you know, just some more Philly Philly artists. Maybe the artists were. I I didn't know any. Did of Did you guys so. watch? Did you see the credits of the songs? No, that were played. So that's one of my Tate technicalities. Ooh, you have Method Man in the movie. Yeah. He doesn't get a song. Yeah, but does he really do song music anymore? Could have had an old one. He's he's not even built. He's he's transitioning as we talked about. He's he's almost like Chris Smith. Cliff. Damn it! <laughs> I, as I said it, I knew I wasn't right. And I just like oh. Yeah, he he has gone from Clifford to now Cliff, but he does not have a song in it. Uh, that he, didn't bother me as much, but Idris does. Not surprised. Uh, his song is the light work when they're at the party. 
Yeah, because he that's what he does. He does like DJ. Yeah, he's that a was, DJ. That was his song? Yeah. So I just saw a TikTok of him singing that song. And I was like, oh, he's doing it from the movies for a movie. I didn't realize it was his song. Yeah. Because I know awesome. he DJed like Lala one year. And I was like, he was going to be at Perry's, not tent, obviously, anymore. But, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, oh, it's, 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 is Idris Ilba. I was like, oh, I, that it was someone that, is there just, anything he doesn't do? God, that's not amazing. Really. I would, I would totally go see him, DJ. <laughs> he's actually, he I'm surprised you haven't. I know, he's actually I, pretty I good. A guy that, uh, I used to work with who was also DJ was like, you need to check out his sets. Like, he's, but why even do it? Because you, you can for the love. Yeah. There has right. to be no other reason than he absolutely loves it. it. Would like have Kevin to Bacon only do and that. the Bacon Brothers or whatever. Like just I'm sure like it's just that. Russell Crowe is in a band too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I swear to God, it's called Thirty Odd Foot of Grunt. It's his band's name. <laughs> I don't. I would have to believe you because no one would make that. No one up. would make that name up, <laughs> right? Yeah, but but yeah. I mean, I, I would imagine it's just or Jared Leto's in a band too. Thirty seconds that, tomorrow. Yeah, they're actually, they've had some, yeah, had some good. success. I mean, he could sing. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's got to be. It gotta just be that he loves spinning records and making, yeah. watching the whole crowd. I get, I get that part, but <laughs> yeah. anyway, sorry to cut you uh, cut you off, but um, but then so my other te- technicality. How does Method Man still have a job after after they take the horses away? How bad of a copy is? He yeah, made? like they know it's you. Like you have to be the one that's helping them get their well, horses. Well, the back. guy probably would have told him who was locked up in the back of his cop car. Right, he did it. Right. <laughs> Like, you either got to be suspended or something. Like, you can't just then get on a horse in your uniform and ride down the street. Like, well, so that was the thing. So they made it, the trailer definitely angled it more towards what you, Martin, you were talking about, I think, in the book, that it was like cops versus versus the riders. But it wasn't that so much. I mean, he was clearly, a, they said he was a former yeah. neighborhood guy or rider right. or whatever. And then he still seemingly was. Not really the, not really a villain. He, you know, he was the law. Yeah, it was. He was. He was a friend in the book too. It was more of like them versus the suits that wanted to like gentrify the neighborhood and 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 take buy back buy back the land, um, or merely just just use it. it. Yeah, take it. So so Leroy was the kind of go between there as as well. But yeah, much he helped him a lot more in the in the movie. And Method Man did a you know, when you have him I thought he did a good job. He did a good job. I thought he I thought he was uh he's, great as well. Yeah, they some old wire uh a wire reunion. Wire reunion there, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because the wire had there was a lot of seasons where they used actual non actors too. Yeah, from Baltimore. Uh, what's her name? Snoop. The, yeah, Snoop, Snoop was she was, so she was the most so prolific yeah. like of neighborhood kid or yeah. whatever who became like a thing, you know, she was she Absolutely. was really good. Yeah, so that, I thought that was funny too. And and there, there's something that struck me as this is like a more mature Stringer Bell character, <laughs> like Stringer Bell all grown all grown up, you know, because he said he's like I went away for a while when I was younger. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't would... know if I'm there, but uh... <laughs> I know it's a, it's a stretch. <laughs> I could I could see you putting that on Smush when Smush brings him over and shows him like all the real estate opportunities that he has in the That's state, little, yeah, like. Okay. He's like, yeah, I'm just doing this to get to that. that ex- exactly, and, which is stringer, which is very yeah. cool about that. Yeah, I actually thought that was a neat little touch because you didn't really know. And then it's like, not only that, but like that's the introduction to the fact that he is a rider. Yes, and he's got his like boots and saddle, and you're like, whoa, wait, what? That is not what you thought. But clearly, you knew there was a connection between uh, Harp, yeah. uh, Idris, and yeah. uh, and Smush because he was pissed when he saw him. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and they all knew. Uh, yeah, he obviously was, he got out and was trying to do something. 
right. they didn't want around. But. Yeah, and in the book, Harp, Harp is the one that makes the speech on the horse. So I was expecting a big Idris Elba speech standing on the horse, but they, they end up having it be Cole that does it. That's like his thing. That no he speech, learns, but, he, he but no stands. speech. He yeah. just stands yeah, he just on, gets yes, up. just gets up on the horse. So, so yeah, I mean, that's fine. I shouldn't expect it to be exactly, but I, I still wa- wanted something, something more, some kind of bigger closure moment, which maybe would have been cheesy, you know, looking back. But yeah. it could have been. I, yeah, like I, I definitely there were moments during the movie I felt like I feel like this is kind of like not even dragging. I don't know. There was just something slower to it. It just wasn't, and I was I kind of was enjoying it while simultaneously thinking, I don't know. Yeah, there there was just something lacking. But oh, in the end, I felt like I was like I enjoyed that. Um, I, I mentioned I want to talk about the trailer. So the trailer we watched that actually a couple of weeks ago here when we were looking up uh, kind yeah. of things to talk about. And I showed it to Mary before we watched the movie. And the trailer, to me, is perfection. Because, one, it's really engaging. But it timed so well, being released when it did, that they utilized the Black Pumas Colors song, which is perfect for... It has a little bit of a Western vibe to it. Like It's absolutely the perfect song for this movie trailer. And they utilized it so well... And it just, it's crazy to me, like, how well those converge. Like, the Black Pumas, no one even knew about, or, you know, they blew up this year. It just so happens this movie comes out this year, and it's perfect, and it hits. And it it reminded me of, like, sometimes how how often or uncommon it is for a trailer to just be, like, perfect, and then maybe the movie isn't quite up to that level. Trailer's a little bit better sometimes. Right. Um, It it actually took me back. The first one I thought of was Safe House. Ryan Reynolds and uh, Denzel. Denzel. uh, They had a... Oh my God! It's from Jay Z and uh, uh, it's in the wild. Something, yeah, you know, no church in the no wild. No church in the wild. Yeah, and I remember Iman and I watched it, and we were like, "This was amazing!" And we're like, "We're going to see this movie." And we went and watched it, and we're like, eh, it, "Was it the song?" <laughs> the song definitely sucked. <laughs> the you song in. really roped yeah. us in. It's 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 great. It's like a really solid trailer. Amazing song over the top. This one was that like, and I'm and I admittedly I'm just a huge fan of the Black Pumas and that song. I yeah. think it's fantastic. But I think together it is actually a phenomenal trailer. I yep. think that will make people want to watch it. And whether they are they fall more in your camp and don't enjoy it as much, I think that's possible. But I, I do think it's a good story. The other thing that I had issue with was after he got the shoes from Smush. Definitely wearing them to the stables. Right. <laughs> like, I, I'm not a sneakerhead by any means. But true sneakerheads who know what those shoes are about are not wearing them to... Any place that's near horses. Yeah. <laughs> like, my sister is a sneakerhead, and she won't even wear them, like, if it's raining outside. She's like, yeah. no, we're not we're not doing this. So, yeah, for him that, to that wear those as well. to yeah. the stables, we're just like, dude, you know you're going to get shit on him. You're, sh- you're shoveling shit. Yeah, he didn't, in the book, he didn't get a new pair, but uh, it's what it's what led him to get the, his um, Harp's old cowboy boots, because he's like, he got them all ruined. But yeah, totally, like, you knew, you knew it was coming, right? You knew he was just going to drop that shit right out of his shoe. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, it was good. I actually enjoyed, also with the sneakers, when the uh, the other, the competitor or whatever, when they were at the party, and he, yeah. he called, he's like, my pops got him for him, and he looks right at Smush, and he's like, right, pops? And I was like, oh, yeah, this ain't good. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. A little bit of foreshadowing-esque, but I'm like, this is on. Towards the end, I, I, I don't know if we want to go too spoilerific. But, no, yeah. Um, yeah, it's what we do. No, no, yeah. <laughs> Watch, Watch it movie first. And then listen to this podcast. How's how's Harp going to make Colby the lookout Mo- the, the day after? He, he When they go to steal the horses, he yeah. makes him be the lookout. The day after he failed as a lookout and his friend died. Yeah. <laughs> 
You don't yeah. make him be lookout again. Yeah. He doesn't have good lookout duties. I don't want to call it as, a... That's because what, JGL? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm telling Clearly you. Clearly, it was a callback to the lookout. <laughs> right. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, I, that, honestly, I don't know why that jumped out at me. I was like... I, did, I didn't know someone was just a lookout, and it didn't work. <laughs> he didn't do shit for him. <laughs> he looked out the wrong way. Wasn't paying attention. <laughs> so you had the captions on, you said. Did you notice that it kept on saying... Bull, B-O-U-L. B-O-U-L, I and, did. Yeah, and I was like, I, I would not, I, I never would have, yeah, exactly, so did I. I'm like, but it happened so it's many close times. Close captioning's the worst, this shit didn't even <laughs> Yeah, right. I'm like, they're saying boy, right, or something, but no, you could tell it was like, or like, I thought it was, I don't know what I thought they were saying, but but it is a, it's a very Philly word that just means guy or young guy, so they would kind of saying like young So boy. is it bull, bull? It's pronounced like bull. Bull, wow. But it's spelled. Minute bull? <laughs> Spelled B O U L. Bowel movement. <laughs> well, like bull. <laughs> bull. And you just say it fast. Yeah, yeah. Bull. bull. So it's a Philly thing, I it's guess. It's a Philly thing. It must be. Interesting. No, I, I, I did see that and didn't understand it, but um, I feel a lot more enlightened. I feel <laughs> like I walk man. up to Philly. I'm like, what's up, bull? <laughs> right? Get you some water ice? <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> water. Get right? you some water, water ice? What was that in? That was in that Unabomber uh, thing where he's like, did you watch Manhunt Unabomber? I'm yeah. the one that told you to watch it. Remember? He's like, <laughs> yes, I know you did. <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> but um, what's his name? Kept saying, yeah, the way he says Wooter was very like regional to yeah. Philly. And that's how people knew he was from Philly. And that's how he figured out to look at Unabomber, the way he was writing, that he knew he went to college and all that kind of stuff. Hmm. I, I, I need to find remember. his wooter. 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 Yeah. Yeah. My good, I'm probably not saying it right, right? My good friend's wooter. wife is from Philly. And yeah. that's how she... I'm like, I asked her, I was like, what's a wooter ice? She's like, yeah, you got to say it with like two O's and a T. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like water with ice? No, it's like ice? a, it's like an icy or like an oh. Italian ice. Oh, okay. But That's awesome. They call it wooter ice. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you though, the one thing Philly does have right is the cheesesteaks. Those are oh, you're breaking news. Delicious. <laughs> are you a Pats or Geno's guy? Uh, I see. I haven't. I haven't even been. So I don't. I'm, you never been to Philly? Uh, I mean, I, when we were kids, uh, I went with my dad. But like, it wasn't. I was. I was like seven, being like, Dad, I got to try cheesesteaks. You know? So I went when I was traveling, and uh, we were. I worked some Phillies games, and I don't know where I went. I don't know if I actually went to one of the originals. I went to. I asked a couple of people. I was like, Where? Where can I go? And they were like go right around here but I, I don't think that the place i went was that old and so i don't know that it was one of the more prominent ones and i don't think i did it right i was just like yeah i'll take this and this you know whatever it was what good kind of cheese i definitely didn't that's get really the, the question i didn't get the whiz no, whiz. no. i like whiz yeah see i just don't but i could any. i could go provolone too it's fine yeah i think yeah. I, I i'm pretty sure it's got provolone I, I cheese whiz to me is unappealing yeah i'm, yeah. I'm more on the provolone camp I'm, I, I would do both. You would do it because that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> well, no, I mean, no, I'm not knocking you. I'm just oh yeah, no, there are people. You don't. You don't have to. There are people that'll say swear. I think that's why the difference between the two places are one has it with whiz, yeah. the other one doesn't really offer it. Wit so whiz, like, wit wit whiz. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's just like that seems very unappealing to me. It's like, oh, this is how it will ruin the cheesesteak. Yeah, if you have, I'm, I'm sure if you have like really good ribeye, really good steak. Probably. Yeah, it's, it's probably not a good idea to put to slather cheese whiz all over it. But if it's kind of subpar, go ahead. <laughs> Knock yourself out. This is how you make that better, actually. It's funny, though. I, I did have one last week. There's a place not far from me that does that, like East Coast Eats, and they specialize in like Italian subs and Philly cheesesteaks and stuff like that. It was, it was good. Yeah. Nice. I got it with 
With. Wit. Wit. Wit whiz. Wit closed captioning. Wait, what? We're going to get some hate mail from Philly for sure. Definitely. Uh, Pile it on, Philly. I know, you're so territorial. So it caught my eye, and I I had a general question. So I saw Idris was a producer. Mm -hmm. And I know that's not maybe uncommon, especially maybe more now. Do you... I feel like when I see stuff like that, it makes me. My first thought is, they really like this. Like they really, they're. It sounds cliche. They're really invested. You know, like. But I feel like it says something to me that they are willing to put their own money behind it, like to put the, put it out because they like they think it's really good. And now clearly, I'm connecting some dots. And it, maybe sometimes that's right. Maybe sometimes it's not. But that's the first thing I think of when I see that. And I saw that he produced it. And so that was I, I was just curious if you guys what your thoughts were on that. And I, not that this is like some grand uh, movie opinion, but I just it, it I noticed it. And it's I definitely think that frequently. So I was curious. I feel like, you know, if, if that were true, he could have given himself some more lines or just, uh, you know, maybe even a, a bigger a bigger role than even it was. But yeah, I, th- I think you're probably right. I think there's there's something to to the whole or is it just a cash pet grab? project. No, I don't think it's a cat. I, I think more more the opposite. I think it's more like yeah, more a passion project. If it's if they are going to produce it because they, they they want it to be made. But yeah, I think maybe because of that, he didn't want to seem like he was just like putting in all you know tons of speeches or like changing it too much to make it you know yeah. make himself look better or something like that. But but yeah, I mean, I think as a as a produced film, I think I think it does work. Really well, I think they they did a good job with it. It's just yeah, I was just lacking on on a few things, but yeah, I on. agree that I think when they put their name behind it as a producer, I think they want the picture to be made, they want the story to be told. So yeah, that's thank you. that's probably the best way to say yeah. It. And it's like this this is a story that you know hasn't been widely illustrated or you know mentioned you know the the book was written right but it was from somebody sending him a picture and then he writing the book and then you know it's a story that's just not commonly told but if idris is behind it or the same way with ryan coogler um being behind uh judas and the black messiah like putting a name behind it's like hey this is a story that we want out there i think part of that also leads to why he doesn't have more lines is because he doesn't want to overpower it yeah i think that's what martin was saying yeah yeah and make it the idris show right right is like there's a story behind here that could I'm we just have a part just of. made it the idris show though i, I, th- I think i might have been on board <laughs> So I, I actually think he was – I think he played that guy really well. I mean, mm-hmm. I thought the – the you know, when you first meet him and it's like theoretically he's supposed to be on his way to meet his son and then the son finds him and he's sitting there, you know, having a beer and, and hanging out and it's like, oh, shit. I just felt like in the saunter he, he had, I, I just really thought that he worked as Harp. I thought yeah. he was really well cast in that regard. And the one – Really good scene that I really made me yeah, just my favorite scene was the, the when he talks about they finally have their emotional core moment where he talks about how he gave him his name and that he named him. He puts on the Coltrane record and says, I named you after the best person who I know that did it without a father because I knew I wasn't going to be around in your life. And I, I thought that and that was I mean, that definitely came came from the book, but they did it. They definitely improved on that scene. Like it was, yeah. it was done differently and much improved in the movie. And I thought that was just a great way to deliver that line. It's um, good because earlier it was like, hug him. Yeah, right, just right. Hug him. Show him that you care. <laughs> Show him that you love he him. He just wants you to hug him. <laughs> and he walks away and I was like, 
yeah, no, that ain't there. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, you see you see like kind of that that's his way of expressing you know that that he cares about his son. So you know, for me, I think it was good. Definitely not great, but I thought it was entertaining. I enough that I enjoyed uh, enjoyed the story. If for, if for nothing else, the story of you know the Fletcher Street Riders existing, and they even talk about how many stables you know there were. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think it was like six or seven other ones, and people were from. I thought that was uh, was really cool. Yeah, you can imagine that. Obviously, all of them disappearing over time with uh, with the development of real estate or whatever, especially with the proximity to any sort of downtown, as you kind of alluded to in the big cities. So pretty unique, I thought. Yeah, I thought there was no way we weren't going to watch this, right? Like, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so might as well talk about it. Yeah. Well, and Idris, I mean, yeah, we're all in. We're all in on Idris, as yeah. we've made clear. Which is kind of what led us to the next movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of what, kind of what led, led me. I'm like, well, we should look at, cause I'd always wanted to see Beast of No Nation, um, too. I'd heard that he did a really great job. Um, acting in it, and that he was kind of—I thought he was nominated. It, he was nominated for some awards, but not an Oscar. Not not nominated for an Oscar exactly. So that was like the, the big, yeah, big year that he he got snubbed, and but, you know a lot of people of color got snubbed that year. That was right after I think that year was the Oscar So White controversy. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, that's it. I, well, I think it not that it didn't have something to do with that. It also was like the first. It was the first Netflix movie. So, so yeah, it could have been like, more a studio it, thing, right? Right. Or, so yeah. you, I feel like maybe he had multiple forces working against him. Against him. Yeah. It he was nominated for a Golden Globe, which side note, they're not exactly known for. <laughs> <laughs> As we saw this year, they're not really like diversity inclusive. So, but yeah, I think the they also Netflix had that obstacle of yeah. being that streamer company who now had a movie, and it's like so. I think for better or worse, maybe he he'd have he'd have an Oscar. I'll say this. I don't think he deserved an Oscar. Yeah, that's, I was, was going to say, I, could, I couldn't never weigh... That's why I wanted to watch it, too, because I could never really weigh in on it without yeah. having seen it. I can't right. be like, he deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I haven't even seen the movie, so I wanted to check it I out. I know, and you've been saying that for years, so it's cool that you finally watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I have not been saying it. But, <laughs> I, I but yeah. will say, I legitimately was like, I don't know, guys. I, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't... I don't... I'm not there. I mean, it was a... a I would have nominated Agu over him. Yes. Oh. I would have too. I thought the boy was way better yeah. than, and it's not even a fault on Idris. There just isn't a lot there. I just don't think. I kind of was surprised that that was the critically acclaimed role. That that's how, and as a, what I consider to be a pretty big Idris fan, I just didn't see the the growth. You didn't see anything. There's nothing about him that changed really. Like, no, there's nothing there. There's there's not a lot there. He's just a hard ass who's running a kids military. And when you watch him, when you watch Agu and the stages that he goes to from being the kid who's like pretending to have, you know, the TV and the shows and yeah. setting all Imaginary that up. Imaginary TV. Right. Imaginary television. Imaginary television. Yeah, just like a great kid, right? <laughs> right. Like funny. And then watching his family be, yeah, everything. family be ripped apart and then. So don't they never make it out of there? Those kids. Oh, you're saying in re- like. No, they take, real? the dad pushes them off to the side like the guys with guns are right there. Like, oh, that, they're that not part, making yeah. it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was, it's like they would have they would have counted or seen them. Oh, jump it was off. like go. It was <laughs> yeah. like oh yeah, sure. No, you're good. I mean, let alone the guys who actually shot at them, but they wouldn't even have made it five feet. They were yeah, good. yeah, so, fine, whatever. They made it into the bush. It's <laughs> part of the movie. But yeah, watching him go through all the things that he changes, you know, from killing the guy on the street to then when. They take the town, and those guys are raping that woman, and he's just like, I'm ending this, and just puts a bullet in her head. And you're just like, 
the ruthlessness that he develops. It was just like, wow, that's. I didn't know where that film was going. Me neither. Like I said, I had no idea. It was so, I mean, it's one of the more brutal watches. It was hard. I think, yeah. yeah. It was hard. I've I think we all had seen. the same thought. Like, as, as, wait, did I just realize? Is this it? What? Is this the movie? We talked about this when we first started. There was not going to be a movie that none of us had seen. Oh, maybe that, yeah, maybe this is. I think this is it. Yeah, that's for sure. This is the first one. And, and, and it's a movie that is known. It's not like yeah. we're pulling something out of the woodwork. Right. We talked about that. By one of our favorite actors. Frankly, so. you're the one that's usually the one that's like, oh, no, I watched it. Yeah. I've read the book, and then I read the spinoff yeah. book. But it's never This is it. based on a book, too, but there's, I'm not going to read it. <laughs> 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 I, I was – my first – I think I actually – I'll see if I put a note down. Yeah, hard to watch. Hard to watch. There's, <laughs> and so, Jelani's comment in the text was like, that was hard to watch or something. Yeah. I was like – Man, I was like, well, I already know we're, we're going to be in agreement. We're on, like, the same, <laughs> we're on the same page. There's a um, a 30 Rock episode where Tracy Morgan like makes fun of a, a different movie. and he call, he, The name of his movie is called Hard to Watch. <laughs> it's like based on the whatever. But it's, it's just, it just, that's what I kept thinking as I was watching this. I'm like, yeah, man, this is just hard to watch. And it was, I mean, it was unflinching in some of the gore. Like, and, and Netflix does that whole thing where they're like, what is it? What is it mature audiences for? And it said, you know, nudity and gore. And then it said smoking as well. I'm like, oh, <laughs> they're worried about the smoking. I'd really worry about the machetes to the head. Yeah. I mean, that was like when they're, yeah, they're kicking the girl on the ground. Yeah, and that, like, that, that was probably. That's, I think, when I typed hard to watch. <laughs> I feel like we've seen movies with, you know, kids being forced into the military, you know, in, in Africa yep. or whatever the case may be. And this one, credit, I guess, do, they really do an, a powerful display of that transition yep. and and how a little bit of how like the brainwash happens yep. and a little bit of how you can see them get from being a fun loving like imaginative kid running around the neighborhood to being completely gone yeah and it was it was powerful in that regard and i think it was just unfortunately because of the subject matter it was hard to watch and i i don't think even being a dad plays into that we've talked about that before where it's like maybe your perspective changes if you see it this is just hard to at, watch at, yeah like, at if, any if you have any a age heart point, of my, yeah, right. point in my life yeah because i mean he definitely you know at first yeah you could see he was just terrified or everything but he was definitely kind of seduced into it too like bought into the idea that that they were that they were pushing and then kind of kind of came around but you know by the end well he sold it too right like he's selling them like being shot but they didn't get shot you know like right it was either clearly fake or bullets or right yeah and so like yeah, as kids especially, which it seemed like they were almost not recruiting because they're but because they found him. But yeah. I mean, it was like kids were the ideal victim yeah. in that regard. Absolutely. The other tough part, which I was watching, and I'm like, please don't let them I, do that. I know, I knew it too. When way he, earlier than I probably when should've. he brought Stryker up and he calls him up, you're just like, don't let that be it. So then, as I was watching that, I was like. All right, so you saw Stryker had his knit cap on, and he wore the knit cap. And then when Agu went in, he gave him a knit cap. Did you see how many other boys in the camp had knit caps on? I, I didn't realize mm. that. So what that that was like? What I his, think like, that was his like gift to them. The spe- the special ones. Yeah. yeah, and I was just like, oh, and it again, like that's another thing where you're just like, I'm sure it happens like that. And when when he comes out and he's like shook and striker just like i'm here for you buddy yeah like, and, and that's probably why he wasn't like he'd always be like why aren't you talking like why don't you talk and he's like because yeah. i'm 
traumatized. Right. Literally. Right. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. So there, there were two areas that I thought it was going to end, or not end, but I thought the path was going to take was one, he was going to re-encounter uh, his friend DK, the kid who was acting in his mm-hmm. imaginary TV. Yeah, right. I thought they were going to have like some sort of confrontation where he okay, was going to have to uh, kill that's him. That's not the road I thought. The second one was that Agu was going to kill Commandant. Oh, okay. That I had two paths. That was one of them. Yeah. I thought he was going to encounter his mom. I thought for sure that in every time they went to like a city, I was like, "Here we go," and and it just didn't happen. I kept thinking that the mom was going to be, and because the one time they went there, he like yelled at a woman yeah, that it was yeah. his mom, and I was like, I was thinking that it was going to be maybe just cause from other movies, and you're kind of trained to think that it was going to be like there it, might be some resolution meant, there. No, I was thinking it was going to be like she. She would recognize him, and he was just right. Play he'd it be off. so gone that he right. He's even so he had veered so far in the other direction that it didn't matter. I think I'm very brainwashed and like from other movies, seeing stuff like that. But that's what I had thought. But I did think the same thing that he was going to kill him. And then when you kind of think that might happen, yeah, uh, late in the movie, and no, no, but. yeah. The other thing that I think throws you off is you don't really know, or at least I didn't get a sense of like who the clear enemy was. Like, it was always, like, a moving target of who's the bad guy here. It's oh, like, I definitely thought they were going to, like, he was taking him out, and they were going to go back and kit, attack the uh, his boss or the, yeah. the leader, whoever that guy was. Yeah, but it was even even before that. Like, when, when the, he joined, when Agu joins the NDF, it's like, okay, now are you taking on the military that's taken over the government? So is the NDF on the side of the government? Like, I was just like... It's just I, war. Yeah, it's just, I, exactly. And I think well, that's, that's part is. of what it does, right? Yeah. It's like, it's just war. You have it, these different factions, and you don't really know what, what you're fighting for. And and yeah, the um, they didn't really ever tell you what country it is. Um, the author is, is from Nigeria. He's a Nigerian-American, but it's not like it was, it was set there. So I don't think you were supposed to really know where it was. And I don't think it... I think that was part of the thing, too. It was just kind of confusion and... It didn't really matter. It was well, just... I, I saw that uh, they cast uh, real former child soldiers and members mm-hmm. of uh, various factions from the Sierra Leone, Sierra Leone, and the Liberian Civil War. Um, and they actually ran into difficulty getting everyone onto the set in Ghana because they were held up in the Ivory Coast because they were suspected as mercenaries. Like, legitimately, were held up by real world problems. I mean, this movie looked very real, right? 100%. Like, yes. it was very uh, almost that documentary like. more part of the allure and why it's highly regarded. Yeah. And I think we could, we're going to talk about the director. Yeah, I was just. Um, please. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I think that's a lot of credit given to Kerry uh, Joji Fukunaga. I said his name right. Nailed it. Um, but um, but yeah, he has directed a few episodes of one of our favorite shows, uh, True Detective. And 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 again, the episodes that he's done there, um, known for their realism as well. He likes doing long shots. Um, I just think he's he is a pretty incredible director. And and you know, this movie is not. Uh, it's definitely a, a feat. I think of you, you give a lot of credit to the director for making it seem very real and just the way everything's shot and and done in long takes too. I think that whole rape scene that you mentioned it was pretty much one continuous take too which i think a different director would probably never even attempt to do it that way but it just adds to like the power and you see like yeah. the struggle of agu as he kind of is going through the whole thing so yeah i, I give him a, give him a lot of credit and i think he's a great great director yeah i mean he wrote a, the yeah screenplay. he adapted it yeah yeah for yeah. this so he's obviously pretty impressive in what he does um and i think to your point 
the shooting of the movie was fantastic and I think definitely would deserve some praise and acclaim. Yeah, subject matter aside, I think it was tough, but I think real and probably, like we talked about, it may be too close to home for for some of the reality of some of the kids that have gone through stuff like that. Um, And the fact that he used some of them in the movie makes me believe that a lot of this is probably based off first-hand accounts right and stuff that they've lived and right the lives that they've gone through and yeah you just see some of like the i don't even want to say despair because like there was there was no light at the end of the tunnel for you know some of those kids and they're just even uh 2ic he's like i've been with this for how long and and now we're just we're out here panning for gold like what are we doing and then they get he gets killed yep and then they change out and they're like oh well, you're now too IC, and it's like you guys can see that this is just going to keep going and keep yep. going. And I was glad that they all kind of gave up on it. But as Agu was saying, when he was sitting on the side, you know, at the end after being uh, rescued by the UN, they were like, I can't go back to doing kid stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. I've seen too much. Yeah. But there was a, and there's a correlation there, I think, actually, between uh, that, for the Concrete Cowboy that we watched. You, you had, uh, Paris talking about how it's kind of like, what are we doing? He's talked about like trying to fight over a corner, you know, and then a year later, the corner's a Starbucks and it's like, no one has it. It's right. Like, what are we doing? You know, like you're, you're, I think there is a correlation between that same mentality and questioning maybe your motives, whether it's yours or directed by somebody else, but you're fighting over things that are so trivial. And yeah. It's just futile. It's the futility yeah. of war. For sure. I mean, right. And they they have no purpose, right? Like, like you were saying, they, you talk to Paris and he's like, yeah, my brother will, or my brother got into a fight when we were fighting over the corner. I woke up in the hospital. He didn't, you yeah. know, the same thing that Agu has those friends that when they are in the, when Stryker dies yeah, and they just leave him. Cover the, him up with leaves. Cover him up with leaves. Like the two kids are just like, yep, put a leaf over him. And then they just walk away. Like, so what was this for? Like, why did this kid die? Yeah. And again, fighting over that futility, the futility of war. And again, when you said you don't know what nation it takes place, and I think that's part of like the title, right? They're just beasts. Yeah. And they don't have a nation to call their own. It don't, don't matter what border they're in or, right. or not. They're just moving along. They're just and- there. Yeah. Like when he was talking to the therapist at the end too, and he's just like, she, she's never going to understand the right. stuff that I've seen or been through. Like she right. doesn't understand war like trying to bring him back into normal normal life and i think that's yeah it's just hard when you're yeah again he's been he's been traumatized it'll take year, years of therapy if if even possible but a great finish i'll say i thought yeah. the 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 finale of of him running out and joining the other boys like in the water and playing and i'm like it just i i really thought that was a a nice uh bow on the top of uh, of the whole thing so yeah a tough watch of for, for for sure okay so something was bothering me during this movie, do you have the subtitles on too? I needed it for this one even more. You know, because of the names, like I would have never gotten no, two. I see. You know what's right. funny is I don't think I did. And striker. And yeah, I probably should have had it more on yeah. for this, but I didn't. Um, no, I was kind of obsessed with how weird Idris's head looked. He did have like a weird top part here. I was right? like, is he got a? Yeah, was it's he funny that you mentioned it because I noticed the head or what? I think it was a helmet or something. His hair. Was, it was it was like growing out of the he, back. And yeah. So the top. And, and I saw in preparation, 
He exercised less, put on a few pounds, grew out his beard, and shaved the front of his hair to suggest a receding hairline because he wanted his character to be rough-looking and out of shape to distinguish him <laughs> to distinguish him from the usual handsome, fit, well-groomed characters he often Dare say plays. sexy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I, I mean, I'm not kidding you. It bothered me every time I saw him. Every time he didn't have on the, like, captain's beret yeah. or whatever, I was like, what the? fuck is going on with, i was like does he have a weird shaped head and i've never noticed is that, that's I, what i thought i too. couldn't get past so it funny i had the same thought too. <laughs> and then i looked and i was like oh no his hair it's like a weird haircut yeah it's it it was specific um but man they nailed it i mean it legit looked like he has a, a very odd shaped head or, or he cut yeah his hair is very see i mean oscar usually likes to reward that when you either lose <laughs> weight or gain weight for a roll shave your head part part of your head part, yeah cut yeah very odd when you cut into your sexiness for a role, you should get rewarded. If you sacrifice sexy, you are you should definitely be noted. It's points. <laughs> so yeah, they did shoot in Ghana. I, I did ever, mm. definitely didn't make it clear that they were in Ghana or Ghanaian kids or anything like that. But um, yeah, they shot in uh, in Ghana. And uh, Fukunaga he contracted malaria while shooting. Ooh. That oh, doesn't sound fun. Oh no, I think not. <laughs> I thought it was uh, it was pretty cool, and I didn't realize it was Netflix's first film. Um, yeah, I did know. I did not at I, all. And who would even remember? But yeah, I, I mean, I know House of Cards is the first show, so I would think I would know something like that. But now we got that got Jeopardy it. trivia if we need it. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> As always, thanks for listening. Please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're currently enjoying this podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook by searching our. O-U-R, Film Fathers. Thanks, and go to bed. Mm-hmm.